Mate, I'm sitting in my childhood bedroom, classic times. Ooh. <laughs> it's now a sewing room. It's kind of wild, kind of appropriate for the uh, the recording, actually, and that I've like regressed to like <laughs> yeah. where I stayed in high school. <laughs> I didn't even think about that until right now. Damn. Oh, Crazy. Mention that on mine. I, I just did. Uh, You're gonna have to cut all this in. Oh, mate. what? <laughs> the sun is the same in a relative way. But you look younger and have to pretend younger because you're undercover. Welcome to Sink Floyd, the podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. My name is Gareth Blackler, and step inside his Korean church, it's James Barron. <laughs> Hello, it's me, totally a 17-year-old James Barron on the mic here. How are you, Gareth? I'm hanging out with Korean um, Jesus <laughs> and all the, all my podcast friends. I'm doing I'm doing well. Yep. I'm ready to talk about talk about a fun movie for the for the lads. Yeah, it is it is um, a very movie, lads, ladsy movie, huh? Heck yeah, yeah. It's got like Jonah Hill, who the lads love, and Channing mm. Tatum, who the lads love, <laughs> and more things the lads love. Um, it's a film called 21 Jump Street from 2014. Yes. No, 2012. Mm. Um, the sequel was 2014. James, you chose this. I did. What, why, why'd, you, why'd you choose it, buddy? I don't know. I like it. <laughs> this movie's <laughs> all right. I think, I think it's, it's, uh, it's a fun time movie. It's very silly. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just sort of pulled it out of the ether, as I do some, some weeks on the show. And yeah. sometimes that pans out and sometimes it don't, but we're here to talk about it, Gareth. All right. <laughs> you know? Aww. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I put you on the defense already. A little bit. Yeah. I'm having to defend <laughs> oh, my no. pick, but that's all right. I, <laughs> yeah. No, I think this movie's okay. It's made by the people that um, made Clone High. Um, mm. So it's like in my wheelhouse of humor, uh, which, cause I'm a big fan of that show and I know you're a fan of that show. Um, yeah. Yeah and uh yeah it's it's a it's it's fun it's definitely like i feel like it is the um like high school uh, if i were in in high school when this movie came out i would bloody love it to bits it would be like the perfect high schooler movie and that it's got like a bunch of dumb humor and that appeals in that way but yeah it's got a lot of scenes that you'd talk about at school the next day or like yeah someone would have seen it and be like whoa you'll never believe that such and such is in it or like oh the scene where this happens it'll just be like it's a film that for me especially like i was out of high school when it came out it still built mm. up a reputation well before i saw it like i knew a lot of the big jokes already oh really man so just people were just have there's the people on the street talking to you about it handing people out on the street were talking to me yeah handing out tacos and saying that uh <laughs> 21 jump street here's all the spoilers and you're like oh well, <laughs> yeah all right i guess <laughs> <laughs> no fair enough no exactly because it's definitely a film where we like you heard about it and you thought it was going to be real bad and then it turned out it was real good yeah which is the phil lord yeah. and christopher miller clone high guys it's their trick you know it's how they get us. it is their it's kind of their promise right yeah like you you hear about a concept like clone high or something or something like this and you're like that or the lego movie yeah exactly yeah. you hear about it and you're like oh 
yeah, I don't know. And then you end up watching it and you're like, oh, it's actually pretty good. It's pretty all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole it thing. sucks. It's like, it's great they've done it and like, love this film. Lego Movie's great. Yeah. Um, still need to, I think I've seen Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. If I, oh, I've seen some of it and I loved it. Spider-Verse, obviously great. Yeah. yeah. Like, the only thing is they've created this promise now where it's like, a movie looks bad but it could be real good. Mm. So we're now willing to trust. We're willing to meet the movies halfway. But yeah. the movies aren't willing to meet us back, you know? Bad movies still keep getting made, or movies that look like they're going to be bad are still bad. And quite frankly, I'm... I'm getting... <laughs> it's getting harder to get the pals together to go to the movies these days, and not just because <laughs> of the pandemic. Maybe we just have to start tricking them like uh, these, these, this <laughs> dynamic duo does. We just, like, undersell yes. it massively. We're like, oh, yeah, we're going to see this film. I don't know if it's going to be any good. And then it's, like, insane. <laughs> it's, like, the best mm. movie you've ever seen. I should not be, like, so hyped about The Green Knight. I should be like, yeah, maybe there's, like, a night. I don't know. <laughs> And then everyone goes and sees it, and they're like, oh, shit, actually, this movie rules. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's maybe. good. And we should go... So we should go to the movie slightly earlier, check it's great, figure out how to undersell it, like reverse yeah. market it, and then, yeah, bring, yeah. bring the pals to it. The guerrilla market. I like it. It's our tactic. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So next time oh. you hear about a film on the show and we're saying, oh, it wasn't that good, we really love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> definitely oh. anyway that segues nicely into 21 jump street yeah yeah uh yeah should we talk about the plot and all the stuff that we do on the show how it's synced up with the magnum opus hey mm? yeah i just want to say one thing okay i first saw this movie i think in 2014 mm -hmm. in a like hostel in um Whoa. new zealand city queenstown <laughs> oh wow when it was it was it'd been really cold and we'd realized um most of what you can do in queenstown is very expensive and we didn't have the yeah. money for it so we just went back to the hostel and we were all like a bit kind of like put out like oh man we're what are we going to do we're on holiday but we're like can't really afford to do anything and it's like a sunday night and a long weekend oh what can we do and then some random like, person on their OE just popped this movie <laughs> on. Completely lifted our spirits. We're all back on board. Amazing. So, yeah. And I have such a visceral... Like, when I rewatched it, I had such a visceral flashback to... Not just the cold of Queenstown and everything about that, but, like, everything <laughs> kind of leading up to the trip and stuff like that. Like, it's wow. really imprinted all over my memories of, like, June uh, June 2014. Man, deep sense memories of the movie. I really yeah. like that. Yeah, that's amazing that you could I be think... so transported. <laughs> I think a big thing, and I'm just realizing now, was the night before we'd tried to go on a thing called Kiwi Crawl, where you <laughs> go to different bars and you get a free like jello shot and the song Shots had come back oh. and it was like big youth <laughs> party energy. And by the end of it, like... Everyone in our, like, Kiwi crawl was, like, making out and, like... Whoa! ...wasted. Holy except shit. for me and our two friends, <laughs> who were, like, relatively sober. Man. Because, like, we'd already spent, like, too much money on, like, the luge and stuff. <laughs> so, um... 
So like we were already feeling too old and out of touch. Oh and no! This movie just kind of showed us like that's okay. Yeah. You have friendship. Yeah. You don't have to be yeah. out there making out. You can be undercover cops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> the two options. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's incredible! What a what a lovely yeah. time. Would you recommend Kiwi Crawl as a thing to do at all? Like, it sounds like uh, everyone's it, just gonna get together on a Kiwi crawl. Yeah, I hope some of those people are still together to this day. Yeah. And I also hope some of them, you know, it was just a fun night they had. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'd recommend it. Why not? Cool. You get to, yeah, check in on LMFAO's musical career. Oddly, the same as this movie Yeah, does. definitely. You get to... <laughs> Strongly features amazing yeah oh man there was a like little guy running it who like he was climbing on stuff and going like come to the crawl <laughs> and, like, trying to get us all to move to the next Whoa. bar he was like a yeah he's a crawl caller gimli energy yeah i love that <laughs> crawl call the crawl call you heeded his crawl oh. call and you came a crawling <laughs> yeah it's wonderful <laughs> oh man <laughs> this is <like> gimli <laughs> oh yeah the gimli of queenstown yeah yeah, the party Gimli, the Gimlet Gimli. Oh, that's fantastic. New Twitter handle <laughs> Except online. He... <laughs> Except he was not drinking anything as classy as a Gimlet. He was all oh, yeah. the free jelly all, shot. All about the shots. Bar. All about yeah. those shots, 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 shots. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's... Speaking of everybody. Hey. Everybody gather around and we're talking about... How 21 Jump Street synced with Pink Floyd. <laughs> yep. Gather around. Yeah. Uh, keep warm. Do your jello shot. And let's get mm. into it. <laughs> Gently sip your jello shot over the next hour <laughs> for that true Sink Floyd experience. <laughs> yes, please. Okay, <laughs> let's do it. Speak to me. Opening credits, as you do, baby. Um, mm. Yeah, we've got uh, young Jonah Hill as Schmidt. I just use last names for these guys for, like, the entire film, just because... It... I think it just wants you to, yeah. yeah. I don't know what Schmidt's real first name is, and it's very confusing because Schmidt and Jenko, very forgettable names. Yeah. Doug and Brad, their other, um, their alter egos, very forgettable Extremely names. interchangeable, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, here he is. He's a young, uh, slim, shady-ass dude. He looks exactly like Eminem <laughs> with braces, because that's what he's yeah. into. It's 2005. And he's asking out a girl called Ellie to high school prom over breathe, but too socially awkward to uh, do that, basically <laughs> gets shut down. Yeah. And it's quite meta, really. Jenko is there with, like, Fabio here and mocks him, uh, our <laughs> Channing Tatum character with yeah. just long flowing hair for this one scene only. is like <laughs> such a good thing because in high school, especially in 2005, it, it is a thing to grow your hair long. That was just like oh, of course. what it was. Um, yeah. So there you go. I wonder if it's still a thing. If like in high school, people are growing their hair long just as that's just the move still. I don't know. Yeah. Because it's like, it was always an experimental thing. Like you'd try yeah. it and then yeah everyone everyone would give it a go see how it looks stick with it for over a year because it would took that much work yeah and then abandon it yeah yep. that's the move you know yeah, you I gotta so. try it i hope so yeah, too for sure you know 
I feel like in New Zealand, anyway, most of it is the, like, Padawan rat tales. I've been seeing that around all the time, and I'm not thrilled about it. Are they back? It. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I feel like we've talked about it on the show already, but remember when you'd bleach, people would bleach just their rat's tails? I'd what? Sorry? I didn't catch that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd just, like, passed out. Oh, people, man. Like, I blacked out. People would like bleach their rat's tails. And oh, bleach like the front of their hair as well. Oh god! In the middle, just brunette. <laughs> but the front and the like little string at the back—that's so strange. Yeah, it's like it's a pull cord for like a row of curtains or something. That's bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I don't know. I, maybe yeah. I just don't understand the appeal, but it's it's fine. If your kid has mm. that, if, be, if your kid has that out there, listener, I'm sorry for <laughs> mocking it. I assume that yeah. all of our listeners have kids. <laughs> just for this. Honestly, I assume that too now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the episode that we find out that we're old and out of touch. Finally. No. I know, I know you've been waiting. <laughs> it's happened well like the big question for this film and i might be jumping the gun or i might have should have been in the preamble is how well would you do going undercover in a high school oh god i feel like i'd do terribly um yeah genuinely uh i don't know like i i I, I don't know i just i went through such a shocking change during high school and that like it started before puberty hit and then now like <laughs> turned into like a lanky dork <laughs> so and now i feel a bit more i don't know i feel a bit more comfortable in my own skin as opposed yeah. to how i was in high school but like and you don't want to have to fake that no back to being uncomfortable no definitely yeah. i feel like yeah um we'll get to it but uh yeah schmidt has like serious apprehension about going back to high school because it was a terrible time for him i don't think i would be on yeah. that same level but like I wouldn't want to go back. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I've done my time. Five years of it in Azkaban. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Would you... My big question now of, like, people our age is, would you... Do you reckon it's more likely that they could go undercover in a high school or that they were undercover in a high school and are actually 10 years older than they're saying they are now? I, f- mm, I feel like, yeah. And I think... A lot of our friends are deep cover police officers, I would say. <laughs> like, I'm saying there's, like, probably, like, 10% of people that we know and hang yeah. out with on a regular basis. It just has to be, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, of course. I'm sure this happens way more frequently than anyone realizes. <laughs> yeah. Just keep the... you got to keep the drugs off the streets somehow. Yeah. You know? <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, uh, so we have Jenko as well, and uh, things aren't going yeah. great for him either, as he's called into the principal's office as lyrics kick in uh, for Breathe, and he's not allowed mm. to go to prom because his grades are too shit. Um, he's, like, been focusing on the wrong things, <laughs> having fun in high school. Yeah. Much like me in my last year. Um, oh. Uh, but, um, yeah. Then, so, but he's not allowed to go to prom. That's rough stuff. And so... Yeah. Neither of them are going to prom, and they're both sitting outside crying <laughs> on either side of this yeah. bin. <laughs> It's a, it's a bad exactly time. when Pink Floyd sing about tears you cry. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then we go run rabbit run, and it's seven years later, and they're both mm. enrolling in Police Academy. Not the film, but the real thing. 
um, rolling in a different so, film. So yeah, we've got uh, Jinko yeah. is good at all the physical stuff because he's Channing Tatum, obviously. Magic Mike, here he is. Yeah, and uh, Schmidt's good at all the academics and academia test stuff, knowing all the police knowledge because he was a nerdy dude in high school. And mm. so they decide to become friends and help each other out. And that's the end of the film. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, like, I, I really quite like this, like, team up in general. This is a very economical yeah. way of showing, like, them getting together and uh, showing their strengths. And I'm, I'm just into it. Mm. Yeah, and it's really, I really found it quite sweet, this montage of them, like, getting better at Police Academy yeah. via friendship. And it's, it's when um, it's On the Run by Pink Floyd starts playing. And they do this, it's a training thing where you have to run through tires and you're putting yeah. each foot inside a tire. No physical activity has ever synced up more with On the Run by Pink Floyd. For <laughs> real. About that, like, weird hoop, 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 hoop step you have to do. Yeah, definitely. Just that's what everyone yeah. is. Everyone in the audience of a Pink Floyd concert is doing this. They've just arranged tires and lines, <laughs> and they're just having to fucking yeah. run track, police training just for three minutes in a song. You know, that's just how it goes. I wouldn't put that past Pink Floyd for their fancy gimmicks. The fact yeah. they build an entire wall. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then the crash sound happens, and everyone just like collapses on the ground, and then they all wake up to <laughs> yeah. time's clocks. Oh. It's a full, full like, performance art piece, and I'm really into it now. <laughs> I've painted a beautiful picture. Um, yeah. But yeah. I think what you're really painting is how this film would sink better with Pink Floyd. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, they graduate from uh, cop school, and mm. they get... Uh, out on the beat um but it's not all that they hope for they're like uh bike cops around a park just doing boring stuff and yeah but they do come across some uh i don't know gang members like a gang called the one percenters which is such a weird yeah. gang name by the way i guess they're the one especially gangs. in 2012 yeah <laughs> right like 2012 when obviously we are the 99 percent was a huge thing to just be like, oh, sweet, we've got the name for our fictional gang. Perfect, yeah. They're just, like, yeah. all opulent, like, homeowners. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Maybe that's their uh, backstory, is they used to be, like, oh. power brokers, and now they're, like, bikers. Maybe, that's maybe. What unites them. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous uh but yeah so yeah. they spot these guys and they're like um getting uh they're they're trying to like bust them for drugs basically because they want to do something exciting um mm. we get uh them chasing down uh they they search their bikes and find some actual drugs hidden away yeah and then they all split off in different directions and so they're chasing down a couple of them and uh uh jinko like tackles one to the ground and um and he he tackles him like in slow motion as we go into the clocks uh there wasn't really anything mm. for the uh crash sound just so we know um but yeah, yeah. He, he manages to get one and 
<laughs> Schmidt just sort of gets pushed to the ground and the other one, they all escape. Uh, and we've got mm. Nick Offerman as police chief here. Is this like his only yeah. part in the whole film? I like him as a police chief. He doesn't have the like, yeah. the like proper grouchiness that really is required. Ice Cube fills the like angry stereotype police chief later on. Uh, he fills mm. that role better, I think. But Nick Offerman is is a good vibe. He's a he's a good person for this. Um, yeah, he's just like sort of, just like you can tell he's so, so shocked by their incompetence. I think. <laughs> yeah, you can tell he's so good because he pretty much delivers the meta side of it, where he talks about how there's no good ideas anymore, so the people up top are just getting us to recycle mm. old ideas, meaning the like yeah. the Jump Street idea or Jump Street program. But it's also talking about the like actual Jump Street TV program, and they obviously love this joke so much. They essentially base the whole sequel around that because the sequel is ridiculously meta. Like I rewatched that yeah. as well in prep for this, and oh nice, very good. But like they hit that meta joke a lot harder in this one, in that one. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So- well, all <laughs> all I'd say more subtle than like say Deadpool or something, where it's not like look at you in the camera and be like can you believe there's a sequel it's more like oh yeah oh, we're doing this same thing again got to do the same thing like yeah it's still smarter yeah but it definitely um old mate aj from cult pop show made a video essay about whether or not people are confusing meta from funny mm, and i think true. 21 jump street was one of the ones that kind of started that trend off that's fair yeah like it's, yeah i feel like they don't like really ham it up in this first one but yeah, I feel like it could yeah, stay sure. welcome definitely. I had, I didn't revisit the second one, so I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, I do. De- I definitely don't um, enjoy that. Like the Deadpool, like oh, I know exactly what's happening in the in the movie, breaking the fourth wall thing for the sake of it. Like mm. I, it, it 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 can be funny if it's done cleverly, but like it, for a whole film, it's like I don't know, maybe too much. It's like, yeah. for example, like I've... why I don't really enjoy Arbed on revisit to Community. I feel like it can be a bit much. He was like my favorite. Oh, he was like my favorite thing yeah. when I watched it the first time. But like the more I watch it now, like the more that grates on me. So I don't know. Maybe that's just maybe that's just me just growing older. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's a lot like um, you know when you meet someone and they are the person who points out their own personality flaw really quickly before anyone else can Mm. and like often it's stuff you haven't even thought of like you've just met the guy and he's like yeah but you know i smell really bad or something (laughs) whoa oh okay oh you do (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it's it's a defense mechanism and you know it's worked for humans for many years Uh in our social situations but it also you know it's an excuse to not work on that so like you do like a Deadpool. I can't think of any meta jokes in Deadpool too, actually. But like, um, you do a joke in your film about like how like, oh, uh, I guess that's going to save us character development or something like that. Mm. And, you know, audience laughs quickly. But then you, you know, you could have just written the character development, or yeah, you could have done something a little smarter, and you've just kind of saved it. Or like, oh, I guess there was no good joke for that, and you're like, oh guess there wasn't yeah i really yeah i guess so like that (laughs) doesn't sound good yeah yeah well that scene in deadpool where it's like hey sorry i smell and you're like oh man that's what that is i thought it was the cinema (laughs) 
Wow. Okay. That's kind of that's a little bit terrifying. If he can like predict smells yeah. in the in the room that you're in, I'm not okay with that. Like, that's, yeah, that's Meta gone too far. When he's like walking out of the like Timothy Charlemagne stairs and like coming and sitting down next to me, <laughs> I'm not okay with it. Like, oh. for new listeners, the Timothy Charlemagne stairs are apparently <laughs> steps that lead from the screen to your seat where the characters can come and talk to yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> that's something I yeah. feel, something that I think about since we talked about it. Something that I've like just locked in as a thing in my mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think about it maybe too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Have I told you my um maybe where my beef with Deadpool comes from? Sure, tell me. I don't think you have. Okay, so the year is twenty sixteen. I'm new to Auckland City. I'm trying to meet people. Yeah, I'm on uh, the dating app Tinder, mm-hmm. and I'm talking to someone who's real into like films as well. And I was like, "Oh yeah, this is awesome. This is awesome." And she was like, um, "I was like, oh, what good films have you seen lately?" And she was like, "Oh, you know, Hail Caesar and like something else. All these really artsy twenty sixteen films I hadn't seen." Right. And then she's like, "What have you seen lately that you've liked?" And I'm like, "Spotlight and Deadpool." <laughs> And she never, t- never replied. Damn. I mean, kind of fair. <laughs> but like, <laughs> damn, that is cold. I mean, yeah. she didn't know. Like, you don't want that energy. No, it's always tough, though, right? Like when people ask you, "Oh, what films have you watched recently?" You're really into mm. films, and I, especially now for me, because we're watching these these films. If I go like, "Oh, you know, Twenty One Jump Street," and then also like the Clifford trailer, like, <laughs> what? What they're gonna be like? Are you really into films? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like, no. Yeah. Well, like, trying to arrange people to see um, Space Jam 2 with me, and it was really, like, I had to really think, like, oh, that's right, most people don't go see films for the, like, out of morbid curiosity. They go sit in a dark room where they can't talk to their friends for two hours to enjoy something. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. It's... uh, Like, there there is still fun to be had in going for the morbid curiosity thing. Mm. I would say. Like, I yeah. would still... I would, like, not be remiss to go and watch Deadpool, even if I knew going in that I wouldn't like it, you know? Like, that's something that I could see myself doing. But, yeah. at the same time, I do really enjoy going in and watching, like, a great movie, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. That's something, yeah. That's something people need to know about you, James, is you enjoy watching a great movie. That's true. <laughs> Put that on my Tinder bio, okay? I'll defend <laughs> that to the death. Uh, uh, the same person ends up talking to you like oh you like a great <laughs> movie unlike that boy from 2016 oh <laughs> uh the boys get transferred yeah to jump street yeah uh, they go down there over time solo and it's uh, this old church called the aroma of christ church <laughs> i'm smelling the aroma of christ church right now um oh nice because yeah. it's your city yeah got there um and yeah ice cube <laughs> is here um yeah killing it um i love that he's both in this movie and they play an nwa track <laughs> with him like yeah. in it, like just rapping it's so good <laughs> yeah oh i love I it love doesn't often happen unless like you're in a 90s will smith movie mm. yeah <laughs> he's yeah the angry <laughs> angry black captain guy but he's like fully embracing that as the role yeah and just, yeah, just loves it and crushes it throughout the whole movie. It's great. 
Yeah. He's an interesting one, because, like, I guess you've had... you just had Nick Offerman, like you said, kind of playing a similar role. Yeah. But Nick Offerman was... His jokes were very writery. They were very, like... Yeah. You know, here's the exact script. Whereas, um... Even though, like, yeah, like, he even says in the film he's playing more of a stereotype. Mm-hmm. His humour is more like a real person. Like, he's someone who almost... Going back to the meta thing, knows he's in a movie, but has no interest in, like... Yeah. pointing that out to you he just wants to get the job done and yeah it's it's awesome it's a very like for someone who's obviously not like didn't come up too much as an actor even though he wrote like friday and stuff yeah yeah amazing like way to play this what might be a quite complicated character to play of like mm. kind of throwing the movie itself out of the window in a certain way yeah, yeah it definitely could go wrong uh but yeah he like yeah. absolutely la- sticks the landing on it and yeah mm. you love to see him in it like every every line yeah. that he drops is just like you could see this guy saying it in earnest but also being like mm. quite tongue-in-cheek at the same time and it's really good like immediately yeah. calls um uh schmidt a cherub looking motherfucker which is <laughs> yeah. just like cut him to his core it's really good like and he's just full of like stuff like that the korean mm. jesus line later on is so good um yeah yeah it's it's just wonderful um oh yeah uh so continuing with plot they are watching uh bloody young neil <laughs> fresh fresh out of Jennifer's body and into this movie. Um, yeah. He's here taking... After missing out on being in Whiplash in between. Fucking well, rip. no, after. Yeah. Poor yeah. guy. Uh, but anyway, he, yeah. He, yeah, he's taken this um, uh, drug that's circulating in a high school called HFS, standing for holy fucking mm. shit, um, <laughs> which is a little bit silly, but hey, that's okay. Um, uh, and yeah, showing the like phases of this drug kicking in in certain ways. Uh, I do like that this, like, editing style for his YouTube video is used later in the mm. movie when um, other yeah. characters take it, just to, like, circle back. I think that's really cleverly done. That's a very, like, yeah, a- another hallmark of the directors, I think, that they would have pushed for this kind of thing. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, they're quite close with um, the motion graphics people who did the end credits for this one and the next one. Yeah. Like, they're, they, they're just the people they go straight to because they just get them so much. Yeah. And, like, you can tell, especially with the sequel, the fact, like, the motion graphics in director, in credit direction mm. goes for, like, five minutes and tells its own, story, like, super story. They just, like, loved that It's so that good. Yeah, the end credits yeah. of 22 Jump Street are, like, some of the best credits ever. Like, it, it, like the, the only, some of the only credits to, like, actually make me stick around in the cinema and keep laughing the entire time yeah like it's like that and like monsters inc i think are the two things that i can think of <laughs> oh yeah you know oh that's so true yeah <laughs> just like di- i do want to oh sorry. No, no no it's all right uh i'm i do want to say so there's other student was other fake or police officers about to become students in jump street yeah and the casting for these guys are amazing. Like, they could all have their own films. They all are so interesting to look at, and, like, you can kind of figure them out. And it's amazing that they keep going back to the same two, who are played by Dakota Johnson yeah. and Rai Rai. Yeah. Which blew my mind once I figured that the out. Best. I was like, why is this cheerleader so dynamic and interesting? And it's because it's Dakota Flippin' Johnson. <laughs> Absolutely. And, yeah, like... <laughs> 
uh, uh, one thing I want to point out about which, is it Rai Rai? I thought it was Riri, but I may even think of Rai. Oh my gosh, it could be Rai Rai. That's that's going to be what um uh all the stu- other kids find me out when I'm undercover. Oh no, because I've said that wrong. We got yeah. got. Uh, anyway, that person uh, uh, plays a character called Junior Junior, which is just <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> but yeah anyway uh they're watching this video of this kid um experiencing the drugs and we find out that yeah he yeah. od'd in his room and um yeah they want to get down uh and figure out what's going on they need to find the supply source of this of this drug before it breaks containment and is sold outside hmm. of this one high school for some reason it's only being sold in this one high school um but yeah it makes sense later on why that is um oh yeah true but yeah uh so each of these each of the boys have been enrolled in classes based on their past performance at high school jinko is uh to blend in with the cool kids and he's been enrolled in like uh drama and throw and photography like arts courses that he like could Mm. easily pass without trying apparently um and he's yeah trying to get in with the cool kids and find the uh the supply source by ingratiating himself and with them uh schmidt has been uh assigned to do like science courses and maths and all the nerdy subjects because that's what he was good at in high school and he is to investigate the science department where the uh equipment was being stolen to make Mm. these drugs apparently so that's where the they have a lead on that source uh so yeah um they get given the their fake identities brad and doug mcquade which is a great great names and then um yeah just <laughs> ice cube banging his hand on the desk saying infiltrate the dealers find the supplier which is just great mm. uh yeah he really drills that home because they aren't listening <laughs> yeah it's good uh again they're trying to be like it's trying to be witty writing like oh if we find the supplier we don't have to infiltrate the dealers and he's just like nah i don't have time for the script you're not trying to you know i'm not trying to get the script writer into harvard i'm just trying to make a movie here it's just like shut up this is what we need to do like i just told you what you need to do and they're like no no no, it could be this he's like no listen it's so good i like i like that attitude it's very fun Mm. uh yeah so schmidt does his prayer to korean jesus over (laughs) the the chill part of great gig in the sky and that fits real well for some reason like as soon as he starts his like little prayer we get like the slow chill bit of great gig and i think that's great yeah um yeah but this is where he confesses about being worried about going back to high school and all that uh Mm. and yeah uh they uh another wrinkle is revealed in the revealed in the plan and that um since they're both playing brothers as their undercover roles they have to stay together at schmidt's house his family mm. uh with move back in with his mum and dad um to complete their cover as high school students basically uh and so yeah we go to schmidt's house now we see <laughs> young schmidt and a child photography photo of him like in black and white where he does really look like fred savage like (laughs) like quite a lot i'm pretty sure this is like a genuine photo of young uh (laughs) what's his name oh my god i've forgotten jonah Jonah young jonah hill um where he's just like put it up like brought it in for the movie and they're just like yeah like he's down with it to be made fun of because it's really good (laughs) 
Well, Jonah Hill co-wrote this film. Did he? Which is, yeah. Amazing. Like, when you think about how much of it, how much word, like, word economy is used entirely to make fun of Jonah Hill. Yeah. It's like, buddy. <laughs> it's good. Like, he, know, no. he knows how to make fun of himself. He's not doing the thing, like, yeah. I smell bad, like that thing. He's, he's like... <laughs> He's, he's like happy to make fun of himself and be funny in the movie, yeah. I think. Yeah, and he's going deep, like the cherub comment. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Oh, <laughs> unreal. Um, but yeah, I think in the sequel they call him a forty-year-old, eight-year-old, which is also <laughs> dead. Just so dead. Such an such, a deep such burn. an ice burn. My God. Yeah, he's got like skin made of hard steel. He's, he's, mm. he's hardened you know you can't get to jonah hill he's a yeah he's a comedy genius all right there i said it <laughs> all right yeah. yeah all right yeah uh um he also when he directed um mid 90s for a24 mm. um a24 do this thing where occasionally the directors write like zines and apparently jonah hill's one is beautiful it's just interviews with his friends and family oh about their past insecurities and how they feel now like how what the advice they give to their old selves oh wow yeah that sounds awesome and it's so sweet yeah Man, i'm gonna look that Ooh. up after this after this recording make me oh. sing me to sleep jonah <laughs> give me your sweet words i'm very excited for that um yeah uh so yeah schmidt's uh worried about um more more worries coming through that he's not going to mm. enjoy going back to high school and that um in friends jinko and schmidt uh they're jinko and schmidt are friends now but they weren't at all in high school and he's worried about them regressing into their old roles and falling apart basically yeah. basically stating the arc of the film outright but <laughs> that's okay um and they're like nah that's not gonna happen it's fine <laughs> and they just move on <laughs> Um, yeah, I do really like them uh, having a through line of practicing their Miranda rights in the in the mirror. Um, yeah, it's like a it's like a common thread that they like need to. It's them getting better at being police officers and improving as in their friendship. I think is them uh, reading these Miranda rights. Yeah. Uh, it's the bare minimum for arresting someone is what <laughs> the government said <laughs> which is kind of great yeah. um i didn't realize that though, like you can um you have to let someone go if you didn't read them the miranda rights. yeah it seems it seems oddly pageantry it's like the whole okay. point of reading someone their rights is that like if you don't if they if you arrest them and you don't read them their rights like they don't know what their rights are so you know that's true yeah yeah it's a fault yeah police just can't go around as like a private militia just arresting people like without any rights or anything like that reading them the rights i'm pretty sure it's like a binding contract kind of thing where like if you explain to them their rights then they know what they can and can't do you know yeah and it ends with do you understand these rights as they've been read to you yeah so yeah exactly yeah yeah okay yeah I mean, I'm all for it. I think more regulations on the police, please. Please. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if this movie shows anything. They say discussing a very pro-police film. <laughs> yeah, it really is, actually, isn't it? Oh, well. Yeah. I mean, it's... Well, there's it's... a through line as well. Sorry. You go. It doesn't really show them in that good of a light and that it's, like, pretty much a lot of police incompetence. They, like, steal yeah, drugs true. from a lockup and, like... 
use a car that they shouldn't really be able to have access to they get fired and then like go undercover and like try and save the day even though they've been like having their badges stripped from them like lethal weapon style but like yeah it's that's all bad stuff (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah there's also this like through line where jonah hill can't fire his gun and then ends yeah. up like it's a big thing like yeah he fired his gun which is the same they have it in die hard as well and yeah. it just feels super icky <laughs> like it's no good yeah, yeah. that's like the hero yeah, move like, no, you finally shot someone yeah. congratulations yeah. yeah exactly yeah that's not a good feeling and like in die hard it's worse because it's like he stopped because he shot a kid and then he gets the courage back to shoot someone and it's like yay yay that kid yeah. died for a reason <laughs> yeah it's no good yeah Uh, anyway anyway anyway, um yeah they have they go back to school and like they have this weird argument about um two strapping or one strapping a backpack do you were you a two strapper or one strap when you were in high school gareth do you remember at all um um so there's obviously the simpsons episode lemon of troy where they talk about this as well oh yeah and because i had no one else telling me how to be cool um, in high in um, primary school and in high school to be honest um, <laughs> I had to go entirely by that because obviously you know Bart Simpson yeah no one, authority on cool. cool he's got a whole rap song yeah yeah um, so I was definitely a one strapper but then I switched to a satchel because obviously yeah. I did three arts classes <laughs> <laughs> i'm a fellow satchel user in high school so yeah. I, I can relate there but definitely i was a, i was combination uh satchel or two strap because i'm a true nerd at heart you know and yeah i live my truth <laughs> and always have <laughs> so there you go um i definitely two strap it now yeah but i've also got this mainly because of my terrible habit of not zipping up my bag properly mm. so like if i'm one strapping it and it's flying around back and forth you're gonna I lose no my like yeah, my inhaler's going to fall out of my backpack. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. That's not good. That's not ideal. That's bad enough as a kid, but when you're almost 30, losing your inhaler on the bus, yeah. no one wants That's that. That's real bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I hope that doesn't happen to you. That's, that's, I'm glad you're a sensible person who, who two-straps it now. As do yeah. everyone in this high school. They are all two-strapping yeah. it. And... Because now, some, uh, this is like the first sign, but we get uh, several things that compound this. What was cool in 2005 in high school was no longer cool in 2012, I guess, we, 2012, when yeah. this is ha- taking place. Uh, things have changed. The new cool yeah. is, like, caring about the environment and, uh, like, two-strapping your backpack. <laughs> that's what. Yeah. That's what's cool now. Um, yeah, so they drive this, like, crazy car in uh, to school. Uh, and then, yeah, mm. like... Jenko makes like the worst impression ever by uh, going up to the cool kids, picking a fight with a, a guy, and then calling him gay. The kid turns out to be gay, and yeah. it's like you hit me because you're because I'm gay. It's like no, I hit you, and you t- just were gay <laughs> afterwards. And it's like it's this whole thing. It's 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 yeah. bad. <laughs> And everyone's aware that it's bad. It's like a full, uh, like, cringe comedy kind of thing. It's it's pretty bleak. It is interesting, though, our new characters coming in. We've got, um, uh, yeah, new characters coming in. We've got uh, Molly here, played by uh, Brie Larson. Yes. Forgot she was in this. Very happy to see yeah. Brie Larson. 
She doesn't have too much to do oh. in the film, which is a shame. She's fun, but like, yeah, know. she's like, yeah, she's the the classic like romance option for one of the main characters. Mm. But it's it's good because it's like a it's 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 another part of the movie that's definitely icky because it's like an adult hitting on a, on a, a high school kid. Yes, yes, especially because in the sequel, Schmidt turns thirty which means he's probably like 27 yeah. at this point and she's yeah 17 18 <laughs> yeah it's okay. no good no yeah. not really um but yeah anyway she's here and uh hanging out and she's with Eric a young Dave Franco <laughs> who is here yes. um how old would Dave Franco be when this is filmed cuz he just seems like a high school aged person more so maybe he just can like is the undercover cop in this situation like yeah everyone else looks kind of like i remember reading he's five years younger than channing tatum and he was okay. in super bad at as a um like a high schooler yeah and so he was high school age then because they think they other than jonah hill ironically <laughs> considering this film <laughs> right other than jonah hill everyone else was a high school age and super bad okay so yeah Maybe he's like currently thirty-two or thirty-three. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah. This is the issue with like making movies where characters are supposed to be high school aged, um, mm. and that yeah, they never are. No, they never are. They, they all kind of look like they should be in college, <laughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but that's okay. Uh, I will say it. My big take on this film. If you want my, if you want a pull quote for this podcast, sure. when you print it out, podcast pull quote magazine. Yeah, podcast. It's the segment podcast pull quote. Um, this film is the Dave Franco of films. Like, Whoa! When we heard about it, we were like, "Oh, another one." Oh, I don't know. <laughs> and then it just won us over. It won us over with its charm. It's the Dave Franco of films. There you go. He won us back. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. So they they have this horrible altercation, and then they're pulled into the uh, mm. uh, the principal's office. Um, and the principal is Jake Johnson of uh, yes of New Girl fame. <laughs> He's great as a strung out pr- school principal. I like him a lot. <laughs> I enjoy him in a lot of roles, and that he's like this frantic kind of <laughs> actor <laughs> trying to hold things yeah. together. But I, but I do like he's got like similar energy to uh, Jeff Goldblum in a weird way for me. I don't know Ooh. why. I feel like they okay. I like. I feel like he that duo. If they like, if there was a remake of Twins, where <laughs> they just had Jake Johnson and Jeff Goldblum as twins, that'd be great. And they're always at That's each other's throats. Awesome, despite the huge age difference. Yeah, but no, they're, yeah. that makes it even weirder that they're twins. <laughs> yeah, it's like what? But surely Jeff's like sixty. It's like nah, they're twins. No, it's my twin. <laughs> he just looks older. That's I don't what know. movies should do. That just be way more similar to, I guess, um, what's it called? Wet Hot American Summer. Just be like mm. way more out there with the age. Like age should just be yeah. a bonkers thing where anyone can play any age. Like you're watching a play. <laughs> yeah, that would opinion. be good, like, right? Yeah. Oh. That kind of like then yeah then anyone can get away with. Um, the Dawson's Creek of it of being in their 30s playing high schoolers because also a guy in his 60s is playing a high schooler. Why not? Exactly. 
Yeah. We get him in there. We've got um, <laughs> yeah. Just oh, I'm trying to remember his name. Fucking uh, the Thirty Rock bit with the um, very oh, old Steve Buscemi. Yeah, How Steve Buscemi coming in. Yeah, yeah, he's just coming in as an undercover cop as well. <laughs> Anyone's like, ah, oh, yeah, that's Steve. <laughs> he's he's core to the drug ring all right (laughs) patrick stewart rides by on his scooter and does a cool (laughs) trick yeah the cast of cocoon are all there yeah they're all (laughs) they're all there even the alien Uh, that's just the swim team (laughs) yeah even the alien (laughs) so good oh my god i love Uh, it uh yeah so they're called into the old high school What? What? Yeah, you disappeared. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's okay. No, sorry, just take it from the top. Okay. All right. So yeah. Anyway, they're called into the the old principal's office, and uh, yeah, there's a time limit. They've got thirty days to solve the case because that's how long of school mm. is left. And if they get in trouble again, then they're going to get expelled, which is one of the rules of Jump Street. That was explained earlier. If you get expelled, then you're off Jump Street as well. You know, because that ruins the whole yeah. thing um and yeah he's like the only one like in on it i think the principal's like the only one who knows that these guys are undercover cops he's like it's weird no, the that... principal doesn't know either oh really i thought he was sure. yeah because i i was trying to figure this out as well like i couldn't quite tell if they could just tell the principal like oh sorry we're undercover cops but i think the idea is what if the principal's the one dealing the drugs so they're oh, completely okay. undercover i thought he yeah. i thought he was in on it because he was like he mentions like it's like we've got a dead kid and no one's doing anything about it that's pretty weird guys like i, would like... I think that's just something he says to the two new students oh okay he's not a very good principal oh <laughs> all right yeah. I, th- I thought he was like d- directly addressing how weird it was that these two new guys have showed up but like i don't know i think it's Never that mind. too i think because you you got to put it out to him. Like, he's probably gone to the police and been like, you know, why is nothing yeah. happening? And Because he, he doesn't know there's an undercover sting happening. So he's just like, yeah, the police All just right. aren't caring. It's up to me, and I'm not good at this. All right. I don't, I don't know. I didn't yeah. I didn't have that read on it, but yeah, fair. I don't know. <laughs> so who's to say? Is he in on it? Is he not in on it? That's the real mystery. <laughs> it's fuck yeah. all this drug stuff. It doesn't matter. <laughs> tweet at us hashtag jake johnson is in on it and we'll know what it means <laughs> i like that i really like yeah. that hashtag i hope he catches wind of that somehow just like <laughs> oh you're you're trending jake <laughs> he's like what for it's <laughs> like you're in on something <laughs> he's like oh what <laughs> oh that'd be great just like <laughs> accidentally gaslight an actor through a hashtag oh no oh. <laughs> No, we love you, Jake. Turns out we he's never like do that. smuggling pandas, and that's how like he confesses. Oh no! Twitter found out about my panda smuggling. <laughs> Man, oh, I, I always picked oh. it. You know, yeah, I just I didn't yeah. trust him from the get go. I love his acting, but <laughs> he lo- has the look of a panda smuggler. <laughs> mm, all those pandas that were always in the Damn. background of the shots in New Girl. Yeah, should have known. <laughs> yes. Just just tweet um, uh, both <laughs> hashtag panda smuggling and hashtag <laughs> J- J- what Jake Johnson is in on it. Yeah. Like both Never of those in the things. same just No other context. Just tweet those at us yeah. and see, <laughs> see what happens. 
Oh my god. Anyway. So yeah, class begins in earnest. We haven't given them an option if they don't think he was in on it. Oh god. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be awful. Yeah. Oh. Um, anyway. Yeah, so they, they go into class. They switch identities accidentally through this altercation with the principal. Mm. Um, and so they're enrolled in each other's classes, which is good for the plot, but bad for them. Um, yeah. And so uh, old, old mate Schmidt goes to drama class where he has to enroll, he has to uh, audition for Peter Pan because the, the kid that mm. died was going to play Peter Pan in the school play. Um, and so everyone has to audition to try and replace him. Uh, and we've got uh, Chris Parnell as the drama teacher just playing Chris Parnell like he does in everything. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> like, it makes yeah, sense in the... Con- like, in the long history of, like, completely mad drama teachers in movies. Like, mm. it's it just makes sense, you know? Um, but anyway. Uh, so he's, like, giving this, like, weird lecture about... Um, d- hugs not drugs basically and yeah. uh schmidt's talking to molly trying to find out um where the drugs are coming from and she like indicates a number that's like sketched into a chair um for him to call mm. uh and then he gets a response to his um text and has to go and uh get the drugs basically when mid um audition so he disappears <laughs> and does that yeah. meanwhile um, wild this phone i'm sorry to interrupt oh this yeah, is like yeah yeah the yeah. very last time we see a like phone without a touch screen in cinema i think like so right true on the, right on the i guess 2012 we still all had old phones and it was like maybe 2013 that finally like the touch screen started to blow up and phones became what they are now like i guess phones. so yeah phones all capital letters phones phones. (laughs) yeah but yeah this is he's using like a blackberry right with like the screen zoomed all the way in like grandma style (laughs) so that we can read it over (laughs) his shoulder not very not very like private for a high school student to do but like you know oh pretty good maybe it's just like another reason Mm. to show that he's like an old person pretending to be a high school student (laughs) and that he's got like a blackberry (laughs) Oh, that is good, yeah. Could like be. Uh, yeah, because they play it up later when, like, he calls Molly, and she's like, wow, mm. no one ever calls anyone. You know <laughs> that, right, dude? Uh, <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, uh, yeah, so there's uh, Jenko's yeah, like, in science, and we're getting this amazing presentation about water from like a turbo nerd guy i love this guy Mm. his he's wearing a shirt with like the different (laughs) different forms that water can take the states of water and like i would wear this shirt low-key i think it's really cool (laughs) it's a pretty great design uh Uh, just a water shirt yeah yeah, I buy it. I wear it. I was just yeah. like, if people would ask me about it. I'd be like, yeah, I just love water. I don't know. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's very important. You know who else is buying that shirt? Is James Cameron. Damn right. Absolutely. It's two Jameses together. The two Jameses and their water shirts. Yeah. We're getting amongst, you know? That's, that's mm. one thing that James Cameron and I can agree on. <laughs> <laughs> a love of water oh yeah. god damn uh yeah so <laughs> uh 
Um, Jinko gets pulled out of class. Um, this is, here's this like weird interaction with the teacher. This like this bit's played for laughs, and that the like teacher thinks he's really hot because he's Channing Tatum, mm. and like doesn't know how to deal with that. But he's a high school student or whatever, um, and that's played for laughs as well. Yeah. Uh, who plays her? I can't remember. She's another. Um, Ali Kimper from um, yeah, that's right. Great, great energy for again a very complicated brief to play of teacher who's hot, hot for student. But it's okay because Junior yeah. is Channing Tatum. Like again, yeah. if this was in anyone else's hands, it could be very icky. <laughs> Definitely, it's a little icky. Mm. But like, it's at out of the two like romance options in the movie, um, this one I'm okay with. <laughs> you know? True. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also, any... like, did you notice in the credits they showed them having sex? Oh yeah. The credits. I was gonna yeah. get to it. Yeah, definitely. Okay, good. <laughs> Buck wild. Yeah, just like right at the end. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Sneak it out. Sneak that. To be like, Don't sneak worry. it past the Channing fucks. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, Channing Tatum fucks. all gone home. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. They've, they've got up and left the cinema already. Mm. They're like, oh, jokes like, in the credits. Nah. What is this? Monsters Inc.? I'm out. <laughs> God damn. Um, yeah, so. They they run up and like find uh, the person for the drug hookup and of course it's Eric uh, the cool kid who's yeah. sitting here editing like the uh, like annual for the or the like school uh, like end of the year thing yeah. the yearbook yeah he's on the yearbook committee and but also selling drugs in a shady room at the same time <laughs> yeah. I really love that um, and they have to uh, do the drugs in front of him. Uh, in order to mm. prove themselves as cool people who can take drugs. Classic drug dealer shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Do those drugs that are sold you right now in front of me, people. I've <laughs> never seen this happen. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, they they do this and then we get the pink floyd is singing the old man died as we go into any color you like as they're desperately trying mm. to like not overdose or whatever or not experience the effects of the drugs they're really worried about dying which yeah. is that's a sink i'm happy about that um yeah yeah they're trying to make each other throw up and the janitor just watches them like weirded out in the background <laughs> yeah. uh and they run into the phys, phys ed teacher out here mm. and then they um start uh tripping on the drugs that they've taken because they couldn't get rid of them and we get some very weird effects with this phys ed teacher who makes a deal so that he doesn't dob them in to uh the principal basically uh it yeah. gets uh gets schmidt to agree to do like a track uh track meet thing because he's seen his file or whatever but for this we get some very trippy imagery where um, the phys ed's teacher, uh, I'm going to try and describe it, his eyebrows turn into little <laughs> grubs and then wriggle yeah. down his face and turn into a handlebar moustache and then they cut away and cut back and he's an animatronic cat. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then his face is an ice cream cone that has sprinkles pouring onto it and talking, which slowly melts. Uh, mm. Yeah. That's the, the, you know, when you're on drugs and, <laughs> and a teacher's face turns into an ice cream cone, you know? Yeah. It's some real like fear yeah, and loathing stuff, which I'm kind of mm. into here. Um, 
Yeah, well, like when you. How do you think it synced with the trippy sounds of Pink Floyd? Ah. Uh, specifically, any color you like. I don't really know. Mm. Like any color you like for me is just like I'm I'm coasting down an amber river on the back of a large turtle. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not like wanting to see, uh, see a man's face turn into an ice cream. That's not the trip out mm. that I want. You know, I'm I'm more of a, a vibe. I'm more relaxing and maxing and chilling. You know, when yeah. I hear any color. Yeah. What yeah. do you think? I think on paper I was like, oh yeah, any colors playing, it's going to be a great sync for this tripping out. And yeah, it just missed. Yeah. The turtle just floated yeah. right by. Mm. It's, a, it's a shame with me on me and yeah. James Cameron <laughs> sipping our waters <laughs> on the back of your turtles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want. You've described that. Um, That's going to be in the tripping scene for 23 Jump Street now. Oh, I can't wait. I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if there's just Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum on the back of large turtles, and that's how they mm. begin the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, okay, all right. Jump Street's taking a turn. Um, yeah. They've been like, it's been a crazy ride back from spring break. Yeah. So they get yeah. back to um, the their respective classes. Like uh, Schmidt goes back and gives the performance of a lifetime because mm-hmm. the third stage of the drug that kicks in is like supreme overconfidence, and like you just believe that you're incredible at everything that you do. So he's just like hams it up completely and commits fully to the role of Peter Pan and wins it. <laughs> now, now, James. We've talked a lot about how you're supposed to dance at a Pink Floyd concert. We've talked about, you know, you get out your tires and <laughs> yeah. run through those, then you have a nap. This is the first time a movie has given us, including all the dance movies we've covered, it's the first time a movie, I think, has given us the proper advice. And it's to dance as if you're Peter Pan on drugs. I think that's the Pink Floyd emo covered right there. Mm. And Jonah Hill is killing it for us. Honestly... I didn't think in a film starring Magic Mike we'd get our best dance advice from the <laughs> other male lead, but oh, yeah, it's, it's very surprising. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I really like that take. Actually, the dance, the dancing Peter yeah. Pan is a beautiful image. I can just imagine him like uh, just Jonah Hill, full Peter Pan costume, spinning around beautifully in time to any color mm. you like. Like that's a wonderful yeah. image. You know, <laughs> they should yeah bring him out for the next show. Honestly, oh my god, if Jonah like Hill of Jonah Hill's stage things. in a Pink Floyd show, that would be the best. He's like one of those celebrities who does show up to do things that make you go like, oh cool, yeah. Like I think he's been to Vampire Weekend shows and just hung out like on stage. Yeah, that's that's awesome. <laughs> what yeah. is he doing on stage? He's just like nodding his head like yeah. It's my, I think so. it's my boys in the weekend. <laughs> Moving his hips like yeah. <laughs> Moving his yeah. hips like yeah. Oh, so good. Oh. I love it. I love it. I want him to do collaborations <laughs> with bands exclusively about weekends, though. Like Vampire Weekend and The yeah. Weekend. And yeah. And somehow Pink <laughs> Floyd. I don't know. <laughs> Pink yeah. Floyd's the exception. Pink Floyd Weekend. Yeah. Uh,. Pink Floyd are your Friday. They're not quite the weekend. Yeah, definitely. They're leading up. Leading up to the weekend. Definitely. Uh, if any, like, music journalists are listening, if someone, like, 
releases a bad alt R&B album, mm. you can be like, this guy is... He's Friday, because he's not quite The weekend. Damn. And it's a real good singer, that he's not as good as the singer The weekend. Anyway, so this film... <laughs> oh, <laughs> so this film... Yeah, so the, the tail effects of these drugs are kicking in, and they're like, yeah, just playing yeah. silly buggers at the, uh, at the band practice, <laughs> and then... <laughs> <laughs> and then uh at the relay race of the track meet mm. uh goes awry i do really like the image of jonah hill like bashing his baton to like try and like his relay baton out to hit other people's yeah. batons out of their hands i just think that's really funny <laughs> i could watch that for a long time um yeah but yeah <laughs> the the cool kids think that jonah that um not jonah hill that um schmidt is really cool because oh, sports are so, mm. are so bourgeoisie or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're so fascist. fascist. <laughs> Organized sports are so fascist, Gareth. And so he's suddenly cool. <laughs> it's 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 sweet that like it's the opposite is playing out here, where Schmidt is suddenly the cool kid, and um, uh, what's his name is on the out. Um, Jenko's Jinko. on the out uh, as the as yeah. the <laughs> socially awkward guy. <laughs> who made a terrible first impression. Um, yeah. So they go back to Jump Street and they've made a flow chart um, out of like yarn and pins and photos or Pepe Sylvia <laughs> style to like try and sort out what they've learned about the drug ring. Uh, they really don't have anything to report other than that they know who the dealers are. And so <laughs> the captain's pretty pissed about that. Um, yeah uh yeah we get uh the recurring yeah characters the ladies who are like doing busts all over town like they get like three jobs done while these guys are fighting about yeah and like it's like i think they get one done like every week it's pretty insane um it seems like it yeah yeah uh but yeah this and some of my favorite comedy writing is to hint at something really really exciting happening mm. and that's just it like they just walk in and they're like yeah you know they were these other guys were um, stripping car parts, but we took care of it. It's just like, I love stories. Yeah, stories. it's good. It's, yeah. Good world building -y stuff. And you get... Mm. Yeah. And it's good because, like, I was just like, oh, Dakota Johnson, early role, fine. And then the fact that she does come in to, like, dunk on these boys. It's <laughs> Constantly. Just it's like, oh, that's where you cast these, like, um, pretty famous people in this so good. role. For the, the dunks. dunks. For those sweet dunks. Michael Jordan. Um, mm. <laughs> Space Jam 3 starring Dakota Yeah, Jackson. oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Back in on Space <laughs> Jam. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, uh, this, this is um, basically like end of act one for the movie. And it's also end of act one for our watch as Eclipse is rolling on in and uh yeah it's like the stage two of the mission is beginning find the supplier um everything's set mm. up it's good um and yeah uh jinko goes and like hangs out with the well like nerdy kids they're like hanging out in the science room as he's trying to like investigate in there um and they like suddenly they slowly become friends over the course of the movie but he like uh they help him out as well because the one of the nerdy guys the water shirt guy who i love from before is yeah. um able to jailbreak people's phones and uh this is actually going to be very useful in the investigation 
where he can mm. yeah like listen in on people's conversations ethically questionable um not gonna lie oh uh, for sure yeah <laughs> that, i don't even know if that evidence would count really i don't know yeah probably yeah, not because it wasn't like done yeah yeah it's not great uh <laughs> but they do get like a mm. full confession out of, at the end you know because of this so maybe it's fine that's true yeah i don't know um it's the same as like wearing a wire i guess but yeah, yeah. i think at the end it's more like wearing a wire so it kind of yeah yeah covers all its bases oh yeah mm. i see what yeah yeah the 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 phone hacking thing probably not gonna be holding up in a court of law yeah um but anyway they use it anyway um yeah we get uh <laughs> um the the next stage of their plan is to throw a party and like prove themselves to be really mm. cool schmidt's like gonna be in with the cool kids and <laughs> that's the plan going forward um yeah like, yeah i can invite molly and then she'll invite eric and it'll win it'll be great and it's all that um uh so he does this he calls her up calls up molly and she's like that's weird don't people don't call people <laughs> but it's nice it's fine <laughs> um and mm. then yeah his mum picks up the phone and embarrasses him in classic style i love that she like overcommits to the cover story <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah. ah brad uh, dougie my son my teen son who i love very much <laughs> but it like just comes across as like overbearing mother it's really well written it's yeah. really good um but yeah they like have a chat and then their relationship seems like it's uh improving and then jingo comes in and just starts wrestling schmidt while he's on the phone yeah like true older brother move <laughs> i oh, love it so yeah. much just like wrestling yeah. it's like they are brothers <laughs> it's real yeah. good uh it's beautiful i think it's like it's something you do see a lot on tv but it was just nice to see like no no they care about each other they are like they are pretty much brothers yeah like, look at them go yeah there we go hmm. the, the the bond of brotherhood a band of brothers <laughs> uh yeah. yeah uh so yeah they get called into the captain's office because he gets rumor that they're hosting a party i just love seeing ice cube eating a sandwich <laughs> it's just like it's <laughs> yeah. just like angrily eating a sandwich it's just it's great um but yeah he's like it's a very bad idea for them to host a party because if any officers are caught supplying alcohol to minors they'll go to prison because that's a felony mm. um and so yeah it's they're like oh thank you for telling us that and then they just go ahead and do it <laughs> anyway yeah um they send the parents off to a trip to a vineyard <laughs> Um, and then they have several good bits about like, ah, oh, fuck, how are we going to get alcohol with this party? And like full inverse to super bad. They just like immediately yeah. <laughs> have the hookup and that they just go and buy a whole bunch of alcohol, like three kegs and stuff. And they're like, oh, how are we going to mm. get drugs for the party? And then they steal drugs from the evidence lockup at the police station. That one's a bit yeah. worse, I think a little bit worse. Um, yeah so much more sauce yeah it's pretty funny though like there's a, a good bit mm. in there as well that they like he suggests like a pound of cocaine and there's like we don't want to ruin their lives we just want to have a good time <laughs> yeah and they get a pound of weed instead good times um yeah uh the party's uh, getting ready and all the nerds show up on time 
this is a thing that like i caught myself i'm like oh fuck i'm that person that always shows up on time to a party <laughs> it's it's how i know that i'm a nerd gareth um well then again last party i was at with you you showed up late i did yeah genuinely and i'm not i'm not just trying to butter your bread so many people were like where's james baron oh when's Damn james right. baron gonna get here it was like you, you keep poochie. them wanting yeah man yeah i like that a lot that everyone was talking about where am i oh my gosh i had a really good excuse yeah. and that i think i i think i had something on i had two parties that night i'm just in such demand gareth whoa that, <laughs> that whoa. i went to one and then i i told the host that i was going to be late and show up at x time and then i showed up at the other party so there you go um you know okay. i'm just like there's only some, one james baron there's only so much of me to go around you know <laughs> oh Mm. okay <laughs> i'm like i'm the house moving castle my way between party destinations jumping from rooftop to rooftop with my magic umbrella mary pop mary poppins style all right that's that's my move but usually yeah were you were you on time to this other party? yeah i was absolutely usually i'm on time okay, to a party yeah. that is yeah. my move if you can pretty much guarantee if you tell yeah. me a time i'm gonna be there i don't know when it suddenly became cool to show up late to things apparently like that's just a thing like all of my flatmates are like this they're like oh yeah we'll say a time but then people will show up like an hour and a half later i'm like what the fuck why like mm. just maybe it's this is another thing me being old or me being a nerd but like if you say a time like fucking show up i don't know <laughs> it just seems inefficient <laughs> I, I wonder if it's like a secret social anxiety like maybe people like i'd be worried if i if there was a party where i didn't know anyone i would show up late like i'll show up quite late because yeah. then i know everyone like there's a group there there's mul possibly multiple groups there i kind of get like more you know safer if i sh went was invited to a party by someone i barely knew and i was the first one there that is scary and like hosting a party i was always worried the first person there was going to be some like kind of polite invite and i'm just stuck talking to mm. them for two hours until their cool people actually show up which i'm now realizing as i say it if everyone just showed up on time we wouldn't have that problem exactly like that's this is my yeah. whole thesis all right like if you're hosting a party and you set a time <laughs> i want i'm gonna be showing up and hopefully i'm cool enough to meet mm. that memo right like that that's i'm a person that you actually want there i'm not gonna be like bringing yeah. my weakest game i'm gonna bring my party a game all right like i'm there on time deal with it <laughs> that's yeah that's the james baron guarantee right. i'm trying to solve this problem from within all right <laughs> be the change in the world that you want to see you know this is my sw mm. sweeping manifesto for this podcast <laughs> show up on time to parties <laughs> it's more polite and it's cool i like it the party it starts in earnest after all the nerds have arrived we just cut mm. to the party properly um eric shows up like a full two hours late because he has social anxiety and then um yeah jinko makes this weird distraction so that they can steal his phone and like implant like the hacking device or whatever or like jailbreak it so that they can listen in on his conversations mm. um and then yeah the, we just get some fun party stuff there's a a threesome that's happening upstairs for no good reason i think just for a gag yeah but, um and yeah the this as they're like partying we get the we're in 
on the on the run is playing and mm. we get the crash sound and on the run perfectly syncing with one of the nerd kids head getting hit by the door <laughs> like oh, Jingo yeah. like pulls the door open and smashes it into this guy's head just as the crash sound happens i'm like oh god oh no so that's a thing i'm happy about oh. that um, yeah it's pretty perfect as well like technology partying um yeah like, bad thing ending the technology party yeah it's an on the run sync <laughs> end the technology party is the subtitle for on the yeah. run for sure it's <laughs> so good uh yeah so some party crashes show up at the party and they want to sh- start some like beef with eric they're from like a rival high school or something and schmidt mm. steps in because uh it's his house it's his party and so he's um stepping in front of this guy um like and also trying to like prove himself to eric as a cool kid and um yeah they get into a fight and um Mm. of course uh jinko comes downstairs to defend schmidt and they just start kicking ass like he just starts like beating people up with like strong martial arts training and schmidt is just sort of like holding this guy back with pillows and slap fighting him um Mm. yeah uh and they yeah like successfully defend uh fend themselves off um fend off the the party crashes and everyone's like yay (laughs) it's just a celebration when this guy gets knocked out in the middle of the party (laughs) yeah which i feel like that would just be like i'm fucking out of there if there's like a a fight that starts at a party i'm like i don't want any part of that (laughs) god damn yeah you leave as early as you arrived if there's a fight. Hell yeah. Damn right. I don't want to yeah. be part of that. No way. Um, no, absolutely. But yeah, everyone's into it for some reason. They're like, yeah, they all celebrate this victory. And then, um, yeah, they've managed to sneak the phone back into Eric's pocket so that uh, he's none the wiser. Mm. Um, uh, Schmidt got, like, stabbed in the back <laughs> um, as part of this. And he's like, oh, shit. He didn't even notice. And then they pull it out and it's just like this crazy party story that happens. Um, yeah. Which is, it's, it's fun, honestly. I, I quite like it. Hmm. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, uh, Schmidt's parents decide to come home early because of course they do. It's a, a movie set in middle America. Yeah. That's just how it is. <laughs> Whenever there's a party on, parents have a sixth sense and they decide to come home. Um, yeah, they abandon their plans. Yeah, definitely. They just know deep in their hearts. Um, mm. uh, and yeah, the we get in the party rock anthem playing, and then yeah, they come home and break yeah. it up. We aren't really getting party rock anthem playing. Party rock anthem's supposed to be playing, but we're getting time. Uh, what? <laughs> Pink Floyd didn't write party rock anthem. I think they were involved, but like, yeah, they weren't. They were <laughs> the if. In LMFAO actually stands for Floyd. I think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Laughing my Floyd ass. <laughs> uh. There we go. We done it. Um, yeah. So they they managed to get away. Uh, everyone's like chased out of the house by the parents, and Eric's like stoked mm. about this party. He's like, "Oh, it's a good time." And he yeah gets Schmidt in on the drug ring thing. He's like, "I'll get you in on this because you you're my friend now. You're my boy." And so that's good. Yeah. It's, it's, he's getting closer to the to the situation um 
they get told off the next morning they uh go to a gun range and this is like dead center in the movie by the way this this exact point whoever designed the story like had this down as soon as we start getting dissension between these two guys where it's like oh actually they're like starting to do this um uh investigation separate ways and not telling each other about it like that happens right at the center of the movie like exact climax point it's crazy um that's wild yeah uh but yeah bit of tension in the partnership starting up um Mm. and uh schmidt starts pretending to sell the drugs as he like just brings the drugs into the captain who gives him the money for them and then they give the money to eric and eric's like oh shit you sold them all already amazing um that kind of thing Mm. meanwhile Jinko's just like having a good time with his new nerd friends i love this it's just like actually science is cool and i'm having a great time being more (laughs) academic in school i just really like that character arc it's just cool It's, it's heartwarming yeah um yeah uh schmidt's cover is nearly blown at a at a shoe store by uh, a character called phyllis who i didn't mention earlier because she's not very important um but this is kind of like a throwaway (laughs) scene honestly you could cut phyllis straight from this movie and it would be fine sorry get Mm. dunked got beef with phyllis (laughs) out of nowhere um (laughs) and yeah over i guess she's here to make the sinks work you know Mm. uh yeah so over great gig they go to eric's house to hang out he lives in like a mcmansion style beautiful american house with a pool um his parents are never there because he's like a yuppie i guess um (laughs) and uh yeah meanwhile jinko is hanging out with the nerd boys back at um uh schmidt's house and they're doing the like wiretapping Mm. thing they're gonna listen to um through uh eric's phone to the conversations that are happening um but they accidentally (laughs) listen in on um schmidt and molly like and their like budding romance uh again he's a undercover police officer this whole thing is not ideal um but anyway it happens uh uh she brings up going to prom and jinko like waxes lyrical about like the prom experience that he never got to have he like really wanted to go and has this whole like detailed plan of how it would go down which is pretty adorable um yeah the like i like i really like this like setup payoff thing with the doves and everything like <laughs> that they like talk about this and they're like actually like prom is very important and they'd like do it right in this movie it's good um it's very like it reminds me a lot of the um of back to the future with the like under the sea dance where like the prom is like yeah. extremely important to the to the plot of that movie. <laughs> Very similar feeling for me. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, he asks Schmidt asks her out and um, to go to the prom, and she says yes, and it's all good. And the nerds are like, "What the fuck, this guy." he gets he gets the girl mm-hmm. crazy um and she goes in for a kiss but he goes in for the handshake which is a classic yeah. misdirect i really really like that um 
Mm. And then, yeah, but they're still listening in. And then Schmidt starts, like, making fun of Jenko and, like, saying that he's a dummy who's, like, terrible. And just, like, to, like, ingratiate himself with the cool kids who don't really like him. And, of course, Jenko hears all this and it's like, oh, no. It's, like, a literal high school drama, you know, of, like, yeah. <laughs> hearing your brother say mean things about you and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> like, that kind of thing. Mm. No good. Um, mm. But, yeah. Uh, they... Um, what happens now? They go back to Jump Street. Uh, the girls have completed another assignment and they're just dissing them again. Yeah. Um, but they also deliver the news that the drugs are spreading to other high schools now because they found some at the one that mm. they were just at. Um, and so the captain's pretty pissed off about that. Um, they do have a lead, though, is because um, uh, Jenko was listening to the phone conversations and he heard something about a piñata, uh, but that's kind of it. Uh, so they don't know what that means. Yeah. It's like code for something. Uh and now it's time for the school play. So Schmidt is dressed up like uh, Peter Pan. Uh, and it's just good seeing Jonah Hill and Peter Pan outfit. You know, that's just good stuff. Yeah. You know, he, he's Again, rocking it. It's perfect for Pink Floyd. Yeah. He perfect. Is. On the back yeah. of the turtle. Ideal. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, Molly's very excited for the play as well. Um, Jinko, meanwhile, is giving this killer talk on potassium nitrate. <laughs> He's got like a hoodie <laughs> with the potassium nitrate uh, logo on it. He's made his own custom shirt like the other guy did. So good. Um, mm. Again, I'd wear this. <laughs> <laughs> Not in combination with the water shirt, I don't think. I think that would be a bad idea okay. just chemically. But um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like it's it's good. Where's the merch? Twenty one. Where's the merch? Where's the merch line? Where's the merch? That's our new segment. Where's the merch? Um, <laughs> kind of yeah. is. We talked a lot about space journey. <laughs> yeah, man, it's good. It's important. Um, yeah, so uh, they see uh, Jinko mid speech sees the um, Eric with a pinata in the parking lot, and they're like, "Oh shit, it's happening." And so mm. they get together and uh, race off to intercept this drug deal taking place. They go down to like the freeway or whatever. And they steal a driver's ed car to get there because their car's been clamped. Um, and who should be at the deal but uh, the one percenters, the gang from the park, they're involved. Oh my God. Yeah. Good twist. I like it. Um, and yeah, they're like they watch this exchange with the pinata happen and then they're trying to follow these um, gang members to see where they're going. But they're starting to argue amongst each other and since they both have control of the mm. car, start like uh, battling it out into who's in control of the brakes and end up ramming this guy, uh, the big bearded biker guy. Um, and <laughs> I really love the... Like, the the big guy like gets out and starts like attacking the car, but he calls Schmidt a Keebler elf, which is just such a deep cut. I love that reference. It's so funny. It's it's like maybe my joke of the whole film. It's just so fucking good. Wow. Oh, it's wow. so so niche and it's just like hidden in his dialogue when he's like yelling. It's amazing. Yeah, they probably, like, didn't even write that, and they probably just added it, either improvised or added it in, like, post. Yeah, 
it feels like an ad lib. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, oh, I love it. Um, okay. And yeah, so like they uh, drive away to escape, and they're, they're being chased down by these bikers with guns um, in a like sort of reverse mm. car chase situation where the enemy is after them. Uh, and they, uh, yeah, there's like a recurring joke where the they um, crash into various things that should explode but don't there's like an oil tanker and a propane mm. and like a truck carrying like propane tanks that both crash and then don't explode and then of course yeah it's very very relatable to us yeah. because like it's kind of what it is like looking for the sinks you're like oh trippy scene um any color you like by pink floyd oh yeah okay, didn't really and then like oh this you're thing, so right this thing. oh okay didn't really yeah and then it's always the disappointing yeah. thing because like it, it, you were about to say the chicken truck explodes <laughs> yeah and we're just like okay yeah that was a sink yeah that, i guess that was a sink yeah that's surprising but we've got to <sighs> we've got to put it on the graph you know like that's how it goes that's what mm. the show's all about you know it's the it's the truck carrying chickens exploding of, of podcasts <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah yeah um and yeah they like uh it's it's a good like rule of threes kind of joke which i which i appreciate um, yes yeah um and then yeah they fire a gun off and that they find in like they switch vehicles every t- several times during this car chase mm. um just for like added gags uh they like get into a lady's v-dub and like find a gun in her glove compartment because this is america and <laughs> that's pretty good yeah um and yeah uh they just like are really frustrated with each other because that was like a terrible car chase where they nearly died and all kinds of horrible stuff happened mm. and their relationship just sort of breaks down and they yell at each other and jinko he basically thinks that schmidt is in too deep into this character and schmidt is annoyed at jinko for like undermining him and um calling him a mm. jerk and all this stuff um and being like saying that he's like not committed enough so um yeah, but Schmidt has to run off and be Peter Pan. He comes on stage, like, <laughs> while the other Peter is out there, his understudy, who's, like, living for this as well. I love that, like, throwaway bit. <laughs> yeah. That, like, this, like, a literal, like, Glee cast member who's been waiting in the wings this whole time. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, yeah, so, unfortunately, this, like, embarrasses... He's like, he's like, oh, it's fine, I'm here now, let's continue the play and molly's like really Mm. embarrassed by all this and then it's exacerbated and made worse when um jenko runs out and like tackles schmidt and they have like a mid-year fight because he's suspended on wires um and yeah yeah uh basically (laughs) this gets uh they get interrupted by the principal running up on stage and saying that they're both expelled oh shit Mm. and then the drama teacher gets up and again very meta says and that's the end of act two (laughs) which is just good (laughs) like that one i like yeah (laughs) i didn't even click to that that's perfect um Mm. and yeah the captain like is very pissed at them because they broke the rules obviously they got expelled and so they're off the off jump street they've lost their their badges and their guns etc and they aren't even he doesn't even yell at them that's how you know that he's upset with Mm. them he's actually hurt by them because he's yelled at them throughout the whole film and now he's just like quietly (laughs) like upset it's like oh man damn 
Ice Cube playing it, playing it great. Yeah. Um, Ice and yeah, ice cold. Uh, we get some like sad montage of like various things, various changes. Jinko moves to like <laughs> uh, move out of the house because there's no reason for him to keep living with Schmidt. And um, Eric like randomly shows up, intercepts them, and he's like, get in the car. And they drive to this like really shady alleyway where you yeah. think that he's going to like, he's found out that they're cops somehow. But actually, he hires them to be security for him for an upcoming deal <laughs> and gives them both guns um, that he's like borrowed or like stolen from his dad, which is quite funny. So like he get, they get given back yeah. their, their police equipment. Um, it's a good bait and switch. Uh, and then, yeah, mm. they get ready for the final act of the film they're preparing for prom they're getting it's like a double montage where they're prepping for putting on their prom outfits and also strapping up with all the guns like a la hot fuzz you know it's like a combination montage yeah. of that um and they also have to do chores because they're still living with schmidt it's good um and yeah that got such a big laugh from me that chore scene it's so unnecessary that was like a full bark it's yeah, great, exactly. It's it's yeah, it's it's one of those ones that just it just plays so well, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then yeah, they're like preparing together, they're looking in the same like twin mirrors again, uh side by side. Mm -hmm. And um yeah, they just like agree to become friends again and solve the case. Do the bust. Um yeah. over the line we'll see you on the dark side of the moon. Oh yeah. That's so good. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we get the iconic um, prom opening where they roll up in a white limousine mm -hmm. in slow motion and they open the doors and doves fly out and the <laughs> nerds are all there as well and they've got the um, prostitutes from the, <laughs> from the police station that we'd seen earlier <laughs> as dates. Yeah, which was a very deep pull. Like, I did not quite click who they were and then i was like oh yeah those six from like they briefly said hello to yeah it's like again this is like yeah classic director's stuff like that's like to dive all the way back to the start of the film it's like do you remember who these are yeah it doesn't really matter if you do or not but it's a little extra <laughs> joke if you were paying attention yeah it's great um and pink floyd liked it because their um the lyric i think it's nice plays as the scene happens yeah and there's the little chuckle yeah, yeah. we too think pink it's floyd nice callbacks yeah they do <laughs> if you play enough album <laughs> if you play the album enough times it feels like a callback <laughs> oh man yeah um, that's true yeah so yeah they go into prom uh schmidt reveals to molly that uh he's a cop I guess because he doesn't really want mm. to um, lie to it anymore in combination with like protecting her from this drug confrontation that's happening. Um, but she is on the drug. She's on the, uh, yeah, the holy fucking shit drug. Um, and so she's like tripping right now. She's at the third stage or whatever. Um, and so she's not really listening and they have to go away um, to yeah. find out the, they go up with Eric to, uh, oversee the deal and who should the supplier be but it's mr walters the phys ed teacher he's here and he like runs down his whole plan evil <laughs> evil leader style you know <laughs> um mm -hmm. uh 
like Bond villain style and we get a cutaway to uh, the nerds who are hanging out in the bathrooms with their dates just recording all this stuff um, through the wire, which is good. Um, and yeah, yeah. they like he like he lays it all out. Um, uh, <laughs> he lays it all out. He lays it all out. Um, we go, yeah, we go into uh, playthrough three now for the final bit as the mm. as the gang members arrive yeah. over like the heartbeats, which I'm pretty happy about. Um, they, uh, it's the same guys again, except one of them has an eye patch now, like because of the like horrible stuff <laughs> that I've gone through. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, so as as this is all going down, suddenly um, Molly bursts into the scene. And starts like yelling at Schmidt about how he's an undercover cop and he's a like fucking liar and all this stuff and blows the whole thing wide open. And um, they get into like a standoff situation where Molly has been held hostage by Mr. Walters and the gang members who are apparently on the same side for this. Um, but anyway, um, mm. uh, so they the boys drop their guns and hand them over as but then they're about to get shot and they're like that's not fair that's not how what we agreed <laughs> and they're like we're gang members guys it's not a film this is not how it happens um when suddenly uh these two bikers suddenly switch sides and they were actually undercover dea agents um played by uh who are they played by gareth who are these wonderful boys well so this was one of the this was the main thing that was spoiled to me by people on the street is that um right all the people to get to do a cameo especially a fun self-aware cameo they get the least fun and self-aware actor mr johnny depp (laughs) (laughs) there he is there he is yeah oh it's so weird obviously he was um he broke out in the original jump street like that was his fame making role but oh my goodness Mm. so fun so good to see him do this and yeah so the other guy who's also undercover was also in jump street but i didn't look up his name and yeah they just um you know immediately kind of die and then they get to have the cathartic like chat in place of our characters yeah it's weird it's a very weird Mm. addition um it's kind of like it's cute that they're like uh playing up the the like cameo i guess it's sort of throwaway but it's like they're paying homage in a weird way i don't know i'm not like Mm. attuned to how appropriate it is or not in the movie i I feel basically nothing towards it but it's (laughs) it's fine you know i don't know Mm. it's weird it's very good that like he was they were both in like the very first um well like one of the very first scenes because those um same uh gang members are in there much earlier and even say like if you're a cop i'm a dea agent yeah yeah that's pretty cool that they're like snuck in there so yeah these guys get like shot down killed pretty immediately and so we don't mm. we don't have to care about them anymore um and <laughs> yeah they they have their like heartwarming moment uh everyone's shooting their guns in the air um hiding behind various parts of this hotel room 
and uh mr walters escapes with both the money and um from the drug deal and molly as a hostage mm. and uh the boys are finding their way out of the room as the crash sounded on the run place for the third time and all the clocks go <laughs> off as they're running through um the prom and we see them appear on the like mem- like memories of the last year of high school. I love that they made it despite yeah. like only being at the school for 30 days. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Mm. Um but yeah, uh they everyone jumps into um three limos because there's a bunch of limos here because it's prom and they have a, a limo yeah. car chase which is pretty wonderful. Car chase and firefight. Yeah, very fun. Through the city. Mm. Uh, <laughs> another good bit is revealed where they have... Uh, the uh, the boys have <laughs> a drunk lady hanging out in their car who's just, like, <laughs> yeah. passed out on the way to prom. Um, mm. So good. Um, and then, yeah, they, they have a bit of a fight, and then Jinko uses his new science knowledge to make a, like, battery bomb... Uh, which he throws into yeah. throws into the uh, the um, limo of the drug dealers that they're driving, and it blows up. Mm. Fantastic! It explodes, and they crash into yeah. an oil like tank thing that also explodes. Of course, yeah, because of course it's they've got to yeah. they've got to lean into it. And then there's a, like a, yeah. a final standoff with the bad guy with fire blazing in the background where the gym teacher has molly hostage and um he tries and shoot to shoot schmidt but jinko like dives in front and catches the bullets in his chest it's it's mm. it's great because he said earlier that he would take a bullet for him and he does um yeah and yeah like schmidt like filled with confidence from this uh t- finally takes his shot and that's the like celebration moment of the movie again very <laughs> weird uh but yeah he he takes down the perp and then yeah they run over and yell the miranda rights at him and then yell fuck mm. you at him <laughs> which is it's hell yeah hooray the boys are back yeah it is screenwriting <laughs> it sure is um and yeah um yeah the te- the teacher's dick gets shot clean off uh as part oh, of oh that's right yeah and that's yeah it's like a, it's, it's such a weird like blue joke to go out on but the movie sure does mm. do that um anyway uh yeah eric also gets arrested we see him like ushered into a uh cop car and um in the aftermath and molly's being looked over by like an emt in an ambulance and schmidt goes over and apologizes to her for like lying and being an undercover cop and all that and he goes in for the handshake but this time she goes in for the kiss hey Mm. it all works it's a good it's a good reverse but like a bad thing that happens because of the weird <laughs> age difference between them but hey um yeah yeah uh yeah so not, that's it not between the actors no at least definitely yeah. not yeah. yeah they're both adults the it's characters. fine the characters yeah. not so great um mm. yeah so the boys roll back into jump street to uh widespread congratulations and acclaim everyone's loving it um yeah the captain jinko makes out with dakota johnson yeah just because he can 
It's a power play. I yeah. love that. Um, oh, and cinema in 2015 finds its legs because then obviously Fifty Shades of Grey and Magic Mike XXL coming out that same year. Yeah. Entirely based on that background kiss in this that movie. That one kiss, that like sweep of the, yeah. sweeping that girl off her feet. They're like, hang on. Yeah. Maybe Channing's our boy. <laughs> oh, so good. Maybe movies can be sexy. <laughs> this boy's single-handedly saved cinema. <laughs> He's done it again. The, the, all the people behind uh, the Oscars are like clapping their hands like slowly. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. they're like dark rooms. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and yeah, the captain has is proud of them. He's framed the arrest report for them, which I think is a really cute touch. And uh, yeah, yeah, he's like setting up for the sequel. He's like, you guys are going to college. Yeah. And then it's credits time. We get those great credits that I talked about. Um, mm. Yeah. Lots of like explosion and weird effects, cutaways, uh, matching the like drug effect that we saw earlier, the like editing style of that. Yeah. Um, and yeah that's the film what did you think how did it sink yeah what did i think how did it sink were pink floyd and 21 jump street covalent bonds or mm. were they not covalent bonds like it actually turns out the covalent bonds he talked about in the movie apparently weren't covalent bonds according to a powerpoint <laughs> i accidentally opened while googling oh. what is a covalent bond <laughs> um, damn got him anyway <laughs> but yeah i i mean Look, sure, no one was riding around on a turtle, but yeah. we did have, you know, we did have Jonah Hill dancing like Peter Pan to Brain Damage by Pink Floyd, yeah. so there that's putting it up at least above a five for me. 100%. What, how are you feeling? Strong agree with that, absolutely. Um, yeah. Very happy to go above a five on it, but not that much higher, probably. <laughs> Can we go like no. <laughs> can we go like uh five point five? Five point five. Is that too yeah. low? Why not? No, I think that's perfect. Alright, cool. There we go. Plot yeah. it on the graph. Sweet. <sighs> Any what else are we doing? What what's happening next? Are we doing uh it's your pick, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And gosh, I don't know though, James. It's, oh. it's just so hard to find a film that's going to sink. I think we might have to scream. <laughs> you know me. Know how I earn a living. I'll sink this tune for you. Oh. But it ain't going to be easy. Bad fish. <laughs> Not like going down to the pond chasing bluegills or tommy cats. This, this album will swallow you whole. Shaking, tenderizing, down you go. Now we got to do it quick. That'll bring the listeners and put all your <laughs> advertising businesses on this podcast <laughs> on pay and bias. But it's not going to be pleasant. I value my neck for a lot more than 3,000 bucks, Chief. We didn't mention 3,000 bucks. I'll find him for three, but I'll catch him <laughs> and sink him for ten. You've got to make up your minds. Got to stay alive and ante up? Or do you want to play it cheap? Be welfare for, be on welfare for the whole podcast winter. Oh, man. I don't want no volunteers. I don't want no co-hosts. There's too many captains on this island. $10,000 for me by myself. For that, you get eclipse. Brain oh. damage. Breathe the whole damn thing. Oh, where's he going? No, sir. 
So you're walking. Wow. Oh my god, I've disappeared. I was in complete shock from that. I was just... <laughs> so that... good. I love that. I oh, love wow. that. I guess that guy's yeah, oh whoever he was, he's he's off to do his own thing. But um, do you want to sink Jaws? <laughs> Very yes, Gareth. I of course I want to sink Jaws. It's all I need to oh, do good. in life. Oh, it's oh. I'm very excited. Jaws is oh he's coming. Jaws is coming. Jaws be coming. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> amazing. All right. Ah, oh. Sink Floyd All on right. Twitter. Sink Floyd what? on Gmail. Sink Floyd <laughs> lurking beneath the waves. <laughs> oh gosh. Um. Until then, I've been a police officer pretending to be Gareth Blackler. I've been James Barron pretending to be a high school student and nothing else just yet. <laughs> and we'll see you on the dark side of the moon. On the dark side of the moon. Goodbye.